Everyone, welcome to another edition of the Bavada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. The head odds maker at Bavada Sportsbook is the man, the myth, the world traveler, the computer wizard. He is the great Patrick Morrow. Patrick, welcome. Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. Quite the introduction. Yeah, I did have uh, some technical issues uh, getting started today, but I- I- I'm here. I'm uh, not traveling anywhere anytime soon, but uh, yeah. Um, at, at a moment's notice, though, I'm, I might be anywhere, folks. So it's amazing that we're able to pull this off. And we certainly appreciate uh, Seth Everett's uh, patience uh, this week uh, getting sorted. But uh, we're here. We've got NFL. We've got college football. We've got the, the U.S. midterms. It's, uh, That's right. It's, lot, it's lot. All, always all, always something new, always something different, folks. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's continues to be a very busy and exciting time of Bavada. But uh, we still have uh, time for the listeners. Lot to uh, to cover. I do have a question for you to, to start. Um, and I just want to make sure that we are on the same page. Uh, oh. Yesterday, I stepped foot into Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia, mm. Pennsylvania, for game three of the World Series between the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. The problem that we're facing is both teams never took the field. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're listening to this, they played game three, but when we recorded this, game three was rained out. I was in the ballpark. Did I cover the World Series? <laughs> I thought so I, I was I was totally bracing myself for like how do we grade wagers or anything like that like that. But did set that yes. I, well, I, I mean I, did, I was did there, you write right? I have a credential. Listen, I, I, it was in my I, person. Listen, I, I I would say it didn't matter if you did uh, if you wrote anything or if you did a radio or TV hit. Right. If you at least tweeted about the game being postponed, I tweeted about the game being postponed. I think you covered. I did it. a radio hit. I think you covered it. Okay, I covered the world because I can't go it. to any of the remaining games. And given the weather, I think uh, you know you maybe deserve a danger pay for uh, tweeting that. It, it it's it's weird. It, it, it's very, yeah. it's very weird, but I, yeah, I, 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 I hope will... you, I hope you hope you personally were able to stay dry. Well, I have a, 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 a tweet, uh, that's coming at Seth underscore Everett. This is an Eli, uh, Elon Musk blessed tweet. Um, that I took before the rain came. Okay. So tonight I am going to post that picture on various social media platforms saying back again for the world series but the pictures from yesterday mm. Seth Everett that only, sounds like misinformation only listeners will know the truth only uh, listeners on this podcast if i see that tweet i i might have to do my citizen's duty and uh, report it for misinformation but <laughs> speaking of yeah, misinformation it's... uh it is fast and furious I know that uh, sports books, especially Bavada, uh, get a a massive, massive uh, amount of of action uh, on the midterm elections. But I've never seen midterms like this. Uh, the political violence uh, that's gone on, the threats of violence uh, that's gone on from both sides. Um, this is one of the nastiest things. And you know, I'm not one of those people who watches cable news all day, but. I've been listening to more political podcasts. I've been trying to find some semblance of sense out of all of this. 
and mm-hmm. the the logic. Okay, let, let's do Georgia for a second. For a second, the <laughs> odds on Georgia. Okay, I don't understand. Yeah. I again, I, I I don't have a bias against Republicans, but I'd like to understand the logic. And this is a very very popular Republican logic that they don't care what kind of a schmuck Herschel Walker is. A vote for Herschel Walker is not a vote for Raphael Warnock. And so the argument is, is that it's more important that we don't get a quote unquote lefty into the the Senate Mm -hmm. and get the Republicans control of the Senate. So you will overlook the fact that the guy can't put a sentence together. And he's lied about everything and no one seems to care and there's no dignity in that it's yeah, more I mean, important about winning so herschel walker might win this he he really might and again i there are republicans that can win but if you're a republican that's an absolute buffoon that's a problem yeah i mean it, it's funny because we're talking about georgia again and georgia had two runoffs after the 2020 election uh, that took place in January, and you know, one more seasoned uh, Republican, he got ousted. I forget his name, but uh, the WNBA owner uh, Kelly Loeffler, Leffler, whatever her name is, uh, yeah, she Kelly got Loeffler, smoked as well. Yeah. She got smoked as well because uh, you know she, in my mind, I mean, you know, timing is obviously everything, and the Democrats are not viewed uh, as positively as they are down twenty twenty two as they were in twenty twenty. But I think she's an even worse candidate than Herschel Walker. But yeah, it's. You know, I I don't think Herschel Walker is, you know, getting support because of the quality of his candidacy or because of his, you know, right. it's the uh, ability to talk. Yeah, it, it's literally uh, people are plugging their nose like, uh, you know, Georgia's a good example of, you know, a, a brutal Republican candidate. But folks are just frustrated about the current administration. And that's kind of the whiplash that we see sometimes during midterms. Uh, you know, I, I saw this meme on Twitter the other day, and it's kind of. Like, oh, you know, the Republicans are screwing up everything. Vote Democrat. Nothing changes. Oh, the Democrats are screwing up everything. Vote Republican. Nothing changes. And I think that's kind well, of but that, the whiplash but apathy. That. But I get that. Yeah, but, he, like, are, but, he's a brutal candidate, Seth. But he's, he's, brutal he's, he's still a fa- but he's still he's, he's still a minus 165 favorite with most money coming in on him. And again, that's because this is, uh, you know, a podcast that traffics in, you know, just what the money and what the odds are, uh, you know, trying yeah. to leave morality somewhat to the side where we can. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. It's it's fascinating that that's the case both in Georgia and in Pennsylvania. You know, Pennsylvania, th- th- those oh, I was going to get, I was big... going to get to Pennsylvania. Yeah, that, that's uh, a crazy one. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have, I, I don't know too much about the Democratic candidate candidate uh sorry fetterman except for the fact that he's had a bit of a stroke so and it's unfortunate i've only become aware of him uh as we've gotten closer to this race because i think based on what i've read that he was a pretty articulate guy pretty uh well-spoken guy in the past but now it's he looks now kind he's of awkward not, when and, it's the... and, and i could argue see see here's yeah. the argument in in this situation mm-hmm. uh, i i don't love who the democrats took right i, I mean i i kind of what i thought was once he had the stroke, he should bow out and somebody else should take his place from the t- on the ticket. And right. it just it's not the right timing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who that person would be, but I also I can't vote in Pennsylvania, so it doesn't make a difference. What I do right. know is Dr. Oz is a quack and yes. he is he's an absolute quack. And the, the TV show was stupid. The uh, his books are dumb and he is rude. 
and what he has said about John Fetterman coming back from a stroke from a guy who claims to be a doctor is shameful. But people are not voting that they're saying Fetterman can't lead. And this is the best option we have. And that's lowest common denominator. Dr. Oz is a joke. Yeah, I I mean, it really does speak to just kind of where we're at in the political discourse. And, you know, Canada is kind of similar. I mean, uh, it's not as interesting and it doesn't take the, certainly the kind of money. We, we do post odds on Canadian election folks, if you're ever interested. But uh, whether it's federal elections, provincial elections that are just taking place, municipal ones, I mean, uh, there, there's just there's so much apathy out there. People are no re- no longer really voting for anything that they truly believe in. They're voting just to you know get rid of the the most recent guy that uh, is just around while things are not going very well. Whether it's the economy, whether it's healthcare, whether it's you know COVID policy, however you feel on all those different issues, it's uh it's tough. And I, I and I think that's something that we're seeing in so many of these races that you know it's not like the Republicans are trotting out to you you know, absolute banger of candidates, but they're they're trotting out a warm body. And unfortunately, right. a lot of these states, uh, a warm body could be the Democrat you need. right now. But that's all you need. Yeah. Like, it's 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 unnerving. Um, I, I I really just because if I don't get it in, I'll I'll regret it after the fact. But I, I, I'm genuinely stunned, not from a morality point of view. And I, I do have thoughts on the issue, but that's not the point of this podcast. But just the fact that Roe v. Wade was able yeah. to be overturned and the Republicans are still favorite to take the Senate and the House as of this recording. I mean, things can change, but yep. I, I I really thought like, OK, like they'll probably still get the House, but no chance at the Senate. I, it's 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 stunning. It really goes to show that uh, the biggest issue, I think, for voters right now is, is the economy, is their uh, you know, financial well-being and everything else is a massive drop off. Because I, re- I really thought when that happened, I, and I, I try to be objective about this, but I thought the Senate would, was toast when that happened. So. Uh, right. Pretty surprising, uh, a little crazy. bit humbling on my end as that someone who's crazy. been doing this since uh, 2008. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's other ones, uh, you know, um, Ron DeSantis uh, is going to, you know, dominate your favorite. Uh, he's going to dominate. Charlie Crist has no chance. Um, yeah. uh, Carrie Lake in Arizona. Uh, that's a nasty, nasty campaign. Um, it's just it's brought out the worst in people. It really has. And the and the attack on uh, on uh, Mr. Pelosi uh, in, you know, in, 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 you know, with some clown looking for Nancy Pelosi. Um, that, yeah, that just, was a weird one. It's, it's awful. It's it's just awful. The fact that that happened um, is stunning. It's just absolutely stunning. And uh, that guy at the time of this recording is still in intensive care. I, I, it's just we're these, these are not good times. These are not this is. This is not a sport. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand the nature of the gambling on politics, but this politics, it really is ugly. And I feel for the kids that are learning about this. This is what you're learning about. It's wild. Yeah, and it does. Uh, it does continue to seem like we're heading in a direction where um, even after the election, like we're not going to have any kind of unity moment. Let's come together. Uh, I, I it, more and more, it seems like politics is power more than it is, you know, about the common good or trying to do right by people. Uh, uh, you know, based on all the odds right now, you know, we're going to have a lot of frustrated voters come out and probably push the Republicans into uh, the majority in the House and the Senate. And, and, and then what? What what did they do last time they were in power? It, it's yeah, it, it's frustrating out there. It's 
But, uh, you know, I, I will say one thing that uh, just from an academic point of view that's interesting with the election is that uh, more and more, and this happened a lot in 2020, but we, you know, the Nate Silvers, they historically have been awesome at projecting this sure. stuff. And Nate Cohn at uh, yeah, New York yeah. Times, and there's some other people that uh, do really good stuff. But the reluctancy now that we're seeing of people actually participating with pollsters, uh, and th this is, it's really a Trump phenomenon that's uh, still uh, kind of yeah. uh, making its impact now. Uh, you know, it, the so-called mega pollster who just, they they won't even reply to a pollster. They won't give an opinion because they feel like that's the government taking their information. And so we, we found that uh, it really came to a head in 2020 where we expected Biden to win the race based on a lot of legacy polling and aggregation that we were doing. But we didn't expect it to be as close as it was in all of those right. swing states. And a lot of that was a lot of people just like, oh yeah, I know who I'm voting, but that's not your information. I'm not going to share that with you. And as a result, uh, you know, we, we've had to kind of refine what we're doing. I'm, I'm, I got to tell you, Seth, I'm happy that it's midterms and not the presidential election because the stress levels I had in 2020 and how uh, we can settle these different markets with uh, Trump challenging all those different swing states, uh, that that was brutal. Um, I, like I, I, We might see some issues with how Pennsylvania and Georgia, uh, you know, maybe the two candidates uh, in those races will... Uh, you know, prolong things a little bit there. Uh, ho hopefully we see a clean win in either direction. Uh, selfishly, I just want to see someone, you know, with 55 plus percent of the vote and called very early in the night. But yeah, in 2020, for uh, folks that are new to the podcast, uh, that took us two or three months, uh, or sorry, two months after the election to finally settle it, just to be sure that all these lawsuits weren't going to create any kind of issue. Nuts. Absolute nuts. I don't know. I know we normally do sports. Can we do some sports? Yeah. All right. We can do some sports. All right. If we're, but what if we're going to do sports, uh, can I acknowledge that my New Jersey Devils are in first place and Arsenal Please. is at the top of the Premier League? Can we just acknowledge that? Come Man, on. That I, never happens for me. You know, I just, uh, I, I, we, we were texting about it over the weekend, Seth. Uh, you know, my, my Leafs, uh, you know, <laughs> they're above the Ottawa Senators in the Atlantic. That's That's it. Uh, Liverpool, you know, they're, they're doing all right in the Champions League. They beat Man City a couple weeks ago, and then they lose to uh, Nottingham Forest and Leeds United. I, mean, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't, yeah. So, uh, folks, I, I might, I might take up being a curling fan next because I, I just, I can't find winners anywhere. Uh, at least not from a fandom point of view. Betting, I'm okay, but uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tough for uh, various teams and things that I support the Pat Morrow household. That's for sure. It was, uh, it was definitely something to behold because, uh, you know, Arsenal played Not Nottingham Forest and they win five nil, five nil. That's because that's what they said. No, and you did it. You did it right. I did it right. And yeah. you know, that never happens. I mean, it, it never, I, I never get wins that are that easy. Like I never get that kind of win. <laughs> And then that afternoon, amidst all the crazy NFL games, the Devils are playing the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they win 7-1. Yep. Oh, my that God. Never, did, again, I cover shitty teams. Yeah. Or, or I like bad teams. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't like sure. it. It never happens. Uh, not in the last couple of years. That was Bananarama. That was great. Well, Seth, now I don't feel so bad that uh, Syracuse has been humbled in back-to-back -back weeks now. Yeah, Syracuse, uh, you know, they benched that quarterback. That's a, that's a, a whole mess. All right.
So I like the backup that they brought in in the second half. He was slinging it pretty well. Just uh, unfortunate yeah. uh, turnovers late, but uh, yeah, he, uh, he 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 had something going though. I liked him. Hey, we can still make the cheese it bowl. <laughs> I tried well, to yeah, you gotta got straight face. You, you, you gotta be careful. A few more losses, and uh, you know, there's there's more acronyms and dodgy sponsors uh, attached to those bowls. But uh, <laughs> That's right. That's ho- right. hopefully, the cheese it bowl is uh, the, the ceiling for bowl. you guys. I'm going to try to go to the yeah. Cheez-It Bowl. All right, yeah. let's uh, take a look at week nine. Is it week nine already? Wow. Maybe. Wow. Uh, week nine in the NFL. You ready? I God, I hope so. Okay. Yeah. Thursday night, the uh, the Thursday night prime uh, video uh, game features the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles and the Houston Texans. Now, it's a rare sports anomaly. Uh, especially for this, because the World Series Game Five is also going to take place that 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 day, and it's going to be the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies, but in Philadelphia. So it's mm-hmm. Philly at Houston, while Houston's at Philly in the other game. Now, here's the interesting thing on the ratings. Normally, I would say an NFL regular season game would beat a World Series game. But the mm-hmm. but the baseball game is on Fox Television, and the in the football game is on Amazon Prime. Right. There's a chance. I there, there's a better than a puncher's chance. More people see the World Series. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's an interesting take. Just I mean, because I mean, of the Canada... dynamic with the with the with the with the streaming service, you know. No, yeah, to- totally, totally. I mean, in Canada, our, all of our national broadcasters love Thursday night football game. We don't have to uh, submit to Jeff Bezos to uh, get that broadcast. But yeah, I, I actually I have no idea what kind of uptake there's been in the Amazon subscription for the. Well, they've been posting, you know, their their ratings and you know, ten million, eleven million. It's it's been decent. But again, you're yeah. having a you're going to have a split markets, yeah. Because you know the you know the argument for the World Series is that the World Series is big in the cities that it's in. <laughs> World Series isn't generating a lot of buzz outside, but you have the Philadelphia and Houston markets watching both mm-hmm. the World Series and the and the football game. That's yeah, that's pretty wild. It's it's it, it's a it, that rarely happens in sports. I would say you know this is. This is one of those days you you buy a lottery ticket because this is a re- a real weird one. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Houston, uh, you know, fan base or ratings base, uh, you're probably gravitating more towards the uh, World Series game given the quality of uh, your team this year. But if you're if you're the you know Philadelphia, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna win with the Eagles. I think uh, there's gonna be more people watching the Eagles than the Phillies that night just because of how good. Eagles have been this year. Uh, you know, they're, they're a fun team to rally around. They're currently the NFC favorites at Bavada set. So, uh, you know, and, and they're 13 and a half point favorites in this one, uh, which, you know, given how low scoring uh, the NFL has been this season, I think it's, uh, you know, it's off to its uh, lowest uh, average scores in like the last five, six years or so, uh, just averaging up NFL scores. Um, but but the Eagles have been one of those rare constants. You know, we're, we're talking about, you know, so many teams – you know, you, you have the Bills, you have the Chiefs, uh, and to some extent you have the Eagles, and really every other team has shown, you know, moments of aptitude, moments of competency, moments of greatness. You know, you know Dallas is kind of uh, an asterisk there because of, uh, you know, Dak being out for as long as he was, but he looked great on Sunday. But the Eagles have consistently looked so, so good. 
you know, Jalen Hurts, whether it's running the ball, whether it's throwing the ball, the defense is great. Uh, the analytics they're using uh, for their in-game decision-making, super stellar. I mean, it's it's no surprise that uh, not only are they the biggest spread of the week uh, with us, but they're also getting the most amount of money on that handicap of 13 and a half. Uh, Over-under is uh, sitting at 44 right now, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's nothing but Eagles love right now, Seth. As it should be. The Buffalo Bills are the only other team that I would say is remotely uh, as exciting as the Eagles. Uh, it looks like we're destined for an Eagles-Bills Super Bowl. That's why we won't get one. But the 6-1 uh, and one Buffalo Bills traveled to the Meadowlands to face the struggling New York Jets. And boy, the Jets were humbled last week. Yeah, I, you know. I, I think, uh, you know, I, well, really, uh, you know, the Jets and the Giants a little bit uh, have been kind of, you know, we, we've hinted at this. They've out, certainly outperformed their record to this point, uh, you know, got lucky with some comebacks, uh, you know, uh, and, and to the Giants credit, you know, they they played compelling football, but they're still the sum of their parts is, you know, not anything to get too excited about. And, you know, you, you can get lucky in the NFL and have records that uh, don't actually uh, reflect how strong you are. And I think that's kind of what we're starting to see with the Jets and, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, like you said, they, they got humbled last week while hosting uh, the Buffalo Bills isn't going to do much to cure that. The Buffalo Bills are currently a 13-point road favorites at Bavada. Uh, they are, you know, they, they are the top of our Super Bowl uh, futures board. They are the top of the AFC board, of course. Uh, there's not really too many flaws with this team, Seth. I mean, even looking back at uh, Sunday Night Football against the Packers, it ended up being a lot closer than it should have been. The Bills really gotten their own way a little bit in what could have been, you know, a 17, 24 point victory easily, easily. But uh, yeah, th that's, that's really the only thing you can look at. No, nobody's traditionally stopping Buffalo right now, whether it's offensively, whether it's defensively. I mean, you know, I, I try not to get lost too much in what I see right in front of me, but just the addition of Von Miller in the off season has just been massive for that Bill's defense too. you know, to be that good on both sides of the ball, uh, it's it's the NFL, but they don't do playoff series. You know, if the, if the Bills were needing to win a four out of seven against somebody, I would make them the odds-on favorite. So over fifty percent to win the Super Bowl right now. But uh, because it's one-game playoffs, uh, somebody can have a day against them. But man, it's it's tough to see anybody else. Uh, you know, just beating them long term. It's they they are one of the best teams we've had rated in at least the last five years of Nevada. Uh, memo to all the media outlets. I don't care about Tom Brady's divorce. That's his business. It's not ours. Um, it's, it's seriously, it, it, it's like, it's like Tiger Woods all over again. I don't care. It's not interesting. Uh, nonetheless, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are struggling. So are the Los Angeles Rams. These are two teams that both are in desperate need of a victory and they face each other at Raymond James stadium. Yeah, really interesting game here, Seth, because, you know, these are two teams that prior to the year, uh, I mean, the Rams are defending Super Bowl champions, so I was going to say they have Super Bowl aspirations. The defending Super Bowl champions should very much have Super Bowl aspirations, but, you know, Tom Brady, yeah, he's only coming back to Tampa if he thinks, uh, you know, he can get the gang back together and uh, roll it all back. But it's it's been a weird season for both of these teams, you know, the Rams, uh, you know, struggled offensively, uh, they, they really just, you know, once again, the you know, they lost two games to the 49ers. 49ers have beat them eight games of the last nine, just owned from that direction, which is a weird thing to say about a coach that we respect at Bavada like uh, McVay. But yeah, uh, Tampa is a three-point favorite at Bavada in this one, and the over-under is at 42. A little bit more love for Tampa. 
Uh, I will say that, uh, you know, whether it's divorce or whether there's reconciliation, uh, I'm just mad that my Tampa Bay futures are all up in smoke right now. Because when he came back, I I loaded Tampa Bay division, conference, Super Bowl. And, did uh, you really? You know, I, I did. I, and I, I, you you know, jumped on I the bandwagon say. that far? Wow. Well, yeah, I just listen. It's all about price sensitivity. Uh, the odds dropped on the Bucks after he resigned. So, like, I got in for those line movements, but uh, yeah, I, I did that with the, the Broncos as well and Russell Wilson. And yeah, I, uh, I appears I lit a bag of cash on fire. The Sunday night game is the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Tennessee Titans, two five and twos. It's a great matchup. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has 20 touchdowns on the season and over 2,000 yards passing already. Uh, we're in week nine. Uh, tell me about the Titans and the Chiefs. Yeah, interesting one here, Seth. Uh, the line currently restricted because I think uh, it was Malik Willis who played under center for the Titans last week with uh, Ryan Tannehill out. So we're just waiting for a little bit more clarification as to who will be under center. But uh, honestly, I don't, I don't think it'll make too much of a difference for the poor Titans in this spot. Uh, you know, uh, the Bills are number one in the AFC, uh, but the Chiefs are right there as a 1A. You know, the two teams played an amazing game a few weeks back. Mahomes is still awesome. Uh, you know, the defenses look really well this year. They don't really look like they missed much of a beat with Tyreek Hill going to Miami. Uh, so, yeah, the Chiefs are 13-point favorites, uh, just behind the Eagles for the largest spread of the week. Uh, action pretty 50-50 right now, but, uh, again, those uh, limits are restricted a little bit. So we'll probably see more people uh, dive in later in the week once we know the QB situation on the Tennessee Titans side. Uh, Over-under is sitting at 46.5 at the bottom. All right, on to the college game. And, of course, Tennessee faces Georgia. Um, this is number one versus number two. You don't usually get those kinds of matchups. But, again, uh, this is what you spend billions of dollars on the ratings, uh, on the rights fees for. Um, this is this is a pretty massive, massive football game. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... Playoff implications, like the whole thing. Well, exactly. I mean, this is this is more important than... Uh, Tennessee Alabama was a couple weeks ago because they're in opposite sides of the SEC divisions. So Alabama, you know, they, they obviously lost that game against Tennessee, but Alabama, they're, they're still four and one in the West. They can, you know, they can still make that SEC uh, championship game. This is uh, the play in to the SEC East uh, for the championship game. Georgia and Tennessee are both undefeated right now. Uh, goes without saying that whoever wins this game will have the head to head advantage over each other, the rest of their. Schedule breaks pretty well. So this, if there's an opportunity for either team, uh, you know, to lose a single game in the regular season, th this is it from what's remaining. It's totally a fascinating game. I'm, you know, I, I'm impressed with Tennessee's offense. They really have kind of come out of nowhere this year. And they are, they're currently just an eight and a half point underdog at Bavada against Georgia, who looked... You know, th they were massive favorites last week, Seth, in that uh, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Uh, versus Florida and Florida, you know, they were able to do some things in the second half to expose a little bit of weaknesses there. I think that kind of hurt George's rating a little bit. If we were pricing it uh, without last week's information, this uh, handicap might be closer to 10, but yeah, Georgia eight and a half uh, point favorites in this one for what's essentially an SEC championship play in game uh, action, uh, a little bit more heavy on Tennessee right now at Nevada, which, which we totally get. Uh, they are the hotter team. They win uh, in much sexier fashion than Georgia does with, uh, you know, fairly efficient offense, but a brutally, brutally strong defense. Uh, this is the game of the day. One versus two, CBS 330. It's going to be awesome. I know where I'm locked in. 
Yeah, and you also uh, there was also uh, uh, Brian Harson uh, got fired uh, by Auburn. Okay. Which you never see that during uh, midseason. Um, mm-hmm. And also the other big college note: uh, this sucked. Garrett Williams, uh, my Q's uh, defensive back, he was doing great. Uh, he has a torn ACL, so he's out uh, for the year. So those were some big uh, headlines. Uh, Alabama does play LSU. It's not the sexiest matchup as it used to be when it was like number one versus number three, but it's still a big one. Alabama and LSU in the We Both Hate COVID Bowl. No, I'm just, just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. You could not resist Seth Everett. My sorry, stars. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. It's. <laughs> I, I listen, it's uh it, it's Nick Saban, it's Brian Kelly, it's uh you know two lovable, happy, friendly guys. Uh, you know, how, how can you not root for either of them, Seth? But uh how could uh, listen, how could you? Uh you know, this is an opportunity. Uh, LSU started off uh the year uh not so hot. They had a bad loss against Florida State, but uh you know, for whatever folks think about Brian Kelly, and there's things you can think about Brian Kelly. Uh, you know, he generally breeds really good results. Then, you know, th- this is a chance for him to continue to salvage the season here. Alabama, you know, they they're they're kind of doing their usual playbook of they can get away with one regular season loss and still still st- sneak into that SEC championship game. And they are 13 point favorites at Nevada to do just that. If they're able to knock off LSU, there's really nobody else in their way in the SEC West to stop them from getting that championship game. Uh, yeah, looking at the current action disparity, we're seeing about pretty split, maybe 55% of all bets on LSU. Over-under sitting uh, 58 of Nevada. But uh, yeah, if uh, if Georgia-Tennessee is game one that you should be watching on Saturday, and I probably believe it is, this is definitely right up there with it. Uh, and again, it's coming uh, in the 7 o'clock slot. So that really should be your 3.30 and 7 o'clock viewing uh, plan, folks. Yeah, there's a great games on Saturday. Um, <laughs> one interesting note to kind of put a, a, a bet on this, um, the World Series rainout, uh, mm. they're keeping the travel day, which I'm against. I, I just want to state for the record, just, just take your travel day out and keep the games as, as regular. But potentially game seven of the World Series would be Sunday night now up against Mm -hmm. that football game, that that Sunday night game between the Titans and the chiefs um, that they'll get trounced in the ratings. You know what I'm saying? That that's not the streaming service. Just, just to to, to take it all back. If you had stayed, it was game seven. You're up against college football, which again is a massive, massive ratings, but it's not the NFL. You know what I'm saying? And so now game seven would be Sunday. I think that's a huge mistake. I mean, we're we're in the midst, Seth, of uh, you know day five or six of like twenty eight straight days of NFL or college football being played every single day, and I, I'm not convinced that the I mean, that Major League Baseball should be going against anything. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they need to find a way to wrap this up by like the first week of September or something. Because I, I I I think I've said to you, and I think I've said on this podcast before that all right, you know, once baseball gets to the World Series, I'll watch the games, but. I, I, I haven't because it, what it's gone up against, uh, it, it, it cannot compete, at least for my eyes, when it comes to NFL or college football or even some of the better NBA games uh, right now. Like I'm, I'm not watching too much NBA, but like the best NBA game right now is still 
I, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe I need the stimulus that comes from fast up-tempo sports after the last couple of years, but uh, tuning into baseball and watching, you know, the pitcher shake off this, shake off that. Okay. A little bit of a nod. Okay. Ball one. Uh, yeah. I, I can't, I don't got it in me. I'm, I'm trying. I, I genuinely used to like playoff baseball, but I know I, I, I've not watched a second of it. I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I, I get it. I get exactly what yeah. you're saying. All right. That'll do it for the Bavada at odds podcast. When we next speak, it'll be election day. So uh, you know that uh, everybody at the Bavada sports book, we might have to do the podcast a day late. We can, yeah, we can, we can do a, an after the fact uh, results based episode. Yeah, to, to do it on recording on Wednesday and have it come out maybe Thursday. I'm going to take that out of the podcast, but I just thought about it. All right, that'll do it for the Bravada at Odds podcast. Uh, I'm Seth Everett. He's Patrick Morrow. Patrick, have yourself a great week. Thank you, Seth. As uh, Joseph Kennedy once said, uh, vote early, vote often, folks. And go Devils. (laughs) Go Devils. (laughs) 